Welcome into the morning quickie, Thursday, May 30th. Let's do this. As uh, I guess the big news coming out of the sports world last night, if you cared all about hockey, is that you have a 1-1 series as the St. Louis Blues win game two in overtime and still home ice. Theoretically, now they could just win the next three games in St. Louis. Three, four, and six. Wins game three, four, and six in St. Louis, and theoretically they could win this title. It usually doesn't happen that way in hockey, but uh, St. Louis did not want to go down 2-0. They didn't, as they got a goal in overtime for their first Stanley Cup final victory ever. Game three on Saturday in St. Louis. A couple baseball news uh, and notes. Scary scene as uh, in Houston as a child gets struck by a foul ball by Cubs outfielder Albert Almora Jr. Uh, the, the TV didn't show it. All you saw was a line drive go into the crowd, and you saw the catcher, and you saw Almora Jr. just visibly shook. You saw Alex Bregman who was out in the field for the Astros. <sighs> oh, he was shook. It was a scary scene. Last I had seen, there aren't any official updates. There are a couple unofficial updates saying that the little girl is okay, but I haven't seen anything official. Almora Jr., after the game, I mean, was, was during the game, broke down crying. After the game, was still upset, said right now, I'm just praying, and I'm speechless. I'm at a loss of words being a father of two boys, but God willing, I'll be able to have a relationship with this little girl for the rest of my life, but just prayers right now. That's all I can really control. So a scary scene in Houston as uh, Houston basically only has the netting go down to the dugout, I believe, the, the visitor dugout, and this was a little bit further down, obviously, and was not protecting the uh, the kid. Another baseball news, uh, speaking of uh, getting smashed, the Braves, Alex Raleigh. Well, the Braves got smashed 14-4. to Wasn't good. It was 14 to nothing at one point, I believe. Uh, but Alex Raleigh hit a grand slam and made history. Alex Raleigh has been on fire since getting called up by the Braves. Uh, 20 RBI last night were his... 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th RBI as he hit a grand slam late, giving him 20 RBIs in his first 14 games, the most by player in his first 14 games since 1952. That's a long time. Alex Raleigh doing things we haven't seen in our lifetimes when it comes to uh, debuting in baseball, those are our news for baseball, though. Uh, let's hit a couple of NBA stories. A couple things. We got uh, Bronny. Bronny, LeBron James Jr., and Zaire Wade are going to team up in high school next year in Sierra Canyon. That will be kind of cool to watch, I guess. We'll see. Uh, that's in that's in Los Angeles, so we'll, we'll see. I guess Wade will uh, be spending a lot of time there. But Bronny and Zaire teaming up. I don't think Zaire is very good. At least he hasn't been yet. The only 
uh, big D1 offer he has is from Nebraska, and that's where Gabby Union went to school. So I don't know if they're just throwing him a bone or what, but uh, maybe maybe he'll take a leap. Maybe he'll be a uh, better player. Obviously, you've seen Bronny in, in his highlights, and he looks to be, uh, I don't want to say the same type of phenomenon as his dad because I don't think that's, that's correct at all, but I do think uh, he'll be a top uh, 50 player in his class and be – a name that, you know, obviously we keep an eye on for the next decade or so. And maybe I'm supposed to say phenom and not phenomenon, but either way. Um, Anthony Davis met with New Orleans leadership as they try to make the pitch. Hey, don't leave. We can be good next year with you, Zion and Drew Holiday. Let's try to make the playoffs. I don't, no reports coming out yet whether or not Anthony Davis was receptive. He gave them the meeting. After the lottery, he said, hey, no, I still want out. But uh, David Griffin and New Orleans made their pitch yesterday trying to keep Anthony Davis. Speaking of uh, blowing it up, making trades, all that good stuff, the Houston Rockets apparently on the brink of trying to make some big changes as the report came across yesterday from Adrian Wojnarowski that the Rockets are looking to upgrade their roster Well, no shit, right? I mean, of course, a GM should be looking to make his team better. But they said everyone is for sale. Uh, So they'd be surprised if anything happened with James Harden. But everyone else is for sale, including Chris Paul. Been a lot of rumors about those two not getting along towards the end of the season. And Chris Paul at age 34 has three years left on his contract. A big contract. A $40 million per year contract. So I don't know who would really want to trade for Chris Paul. uh, But I think... Keeping an eye on LeBron James and the Lakers if they strike out in free agency would be something to keep an eye on. Maybe the Knicks, a team that could afford him. We'll see. Uh, Chris Paul, I think, is still really good. I don't think he's great anymore. I don't think he's a top 15, top 20 player anymore, but he's still really good. But he's getting older and he's expensive. And it doesn't make sense for a lot of teams to trade for him. Maybe Philadelphia. Maybe you could see a Ben Simmons, Chris Paul swap uh, along with some other assets as Chris Paul and Embiid probably makes more sense than Ben Simmons and Embiid, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, A couple more NBA stories. Uh, The NBA All-Star Game apparently looking to make some serious changes as Adam Silver is making it clear that uh, he hasn't made an official proposal yet to the NBA PA. That's the National Basketball Players Association. He hasn't talked to Michelle Roberts yet, but he says, hey, what we want to do is be more like soccer. We want some more in-season tournaments. We want maybe a postseason, uh, pre-postseason tournament to, get, to see who gets the last two spots in the playoffs in each conference. Uh, they want like a David Stern. They want to call it a Stern Cup, where basically like like soccer teams do, where you uh, play for the FA Cup or the League Cup while still playing the rest of your league schedule. Uh, they're trying to figure out some things to fix the All-Star game because they don't think people care about it anymore. They still like the All-Star weekend, but don't really care about the game. And uh, also, like, the postseason tournament would maybe give teams a reason not to tank as drastically to try to jostle for seeding to get into the top 10 uh, to you know have a chance to make the playoffs. Something to keep an eye on in basketball. The finals start tonight. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, man, looks like he might be able to play, at least not. He says he's pain-free in his quad, which is crazy. But 
Because, I mean, he just got hurt in round one where he tore his quad. It looked like he was done and, like, he had a long rehab before free agency. But, nah, uh, he's been practicing, says he's pain-free. Still not sure if he's playing game one, but game two, game three, DeMarcus Cousins uh, should be back, which is good news for the Warriors if they use him correctly. I would recommend bringing him off the bench and kind of letting him try to be an offensive force whenever Steph Curry goes out, but we'll see. You don't usually bring guys like DeMarcus Cousins off the bench for skill and for ego reasons. Good news for the Warriors on the injury front. Bad news for the Raptors on the injury front, as for some reason, Kyle Lowry is talking about his thumb and how he can't feel it. He made an appearance on ESPN's The Jump and basically was like, yeah, um, I, can't feel my, I can't feel my thumb. It affects my passing. I'm a big passer. You know, the flicking of passing, the kind of the ball movement, handling the ball during the game. Honestly, I can't feel my thumb. I'll have to take care of it after the season, but I don't want to talk about it as much. I haven't complained about it. I won't complain about it. I don't care about it. I'm going to continue doing the things I need to do to make sure I can play at a high level, and that's it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to complain about it as I tell you about it and complain about it, just in case I play shitty in these NBA Finals. The Raptors have to have a really good series from Kyle Lowry to have a chance. He has to be good defensively. He has to be good and make timely clutch shots. I wouldn't want to hear this if I'm a Raptors fan. Even if I know it, even if it's talked about in Toronto, I don't want to hear my guy making excuses before the series even starts. Again, not going to complain about it. Not going to talk about it as I'm complaining about how I can't feel my thumb as I'm talking about it. Wouldn't really make me happy, but uh, that makes me a little bit less confident in the Raptors' chances. I do still think they win at least two games. I do think this is at least a six-game series. I'm really looking forward to how they use Kawhi Leonard tonight, how they defensively try to match up with the Warriors. Uh, who does Kawhi Leonard guard? Do you let him guard Andre Iguodala and just pretty much play free safety in the lane and beg Iguodala to shoot threes? Do you put Kawhi Leonard on Steph Curry or Klay Thompson and have him chase them around? Both those guys run a lot. Both those guys run over two miles. I think Klay Thompson is 2.9 miles a game, the second most in the playoffs, and Steph Curry is like 2.7, the eighth most in the playoffs. Do you, do you want Kawhi and his you know, gimpy knee running around? I, I wouldn't do that. Maybe late in the game. I think the most interesting thing would be like, hey, as long as Durant's out, because, I mean, if Durant's in, you have to put Kawhi on Durant. Uh, but as long as Durant's out, I am going to try to match up on Draymond Green and not let him just wreak havoc on in the pick and roll. I'm using Kawhi there. That way maybe they won't use Draymond in the pick and roll because you don't want Kawhi to switch off on your uh, on, on Curry in that situation. That, that would be what I would do. But the final start tonight, uh, there actually has been some money come in on the Raptors. It's not as big of as a plus 250 anymore. I've seen plus 235 in places, so people taking some flyers on the Raptors. That's about it for sports. Let's hit a couple other stories. A wild story uh, that I've seen is this Martin Luther King Jr. FBI documents that uh, I guess have been, I guess have been uh, talked about. I don't even know if they've been heard or if it's someone's just describing what they hear. But there is an article being written by someone who has written about Martin Luther King before, David Garrow. I mean, he's a guy who won a Pulitzer Prize for his biography on Martin Luther King. So he has some credentials, but this article uh, is coming out and has been rejected by you know some 
some U.S. publications, but it's going to hit the U.K. magazine in June where it talks about how Martin Luther King was heard on FBI wiretaps. Um, having sex with a lot of women, I don't think that's anything really new. Uh, the report was 40 women that he uh, slept with uh, while cheating on Coretta, but I think everyone kind of realized that. Uh, but the, the damning part would be uh, the, the audio that here's Martin Luther King Jr. laughing on tape as a, as a, a friend of his, a pastor, uh, rapes a woman. And some pretty, I guess, aggressive things and orgies that he would used to take part in where they would force women into doing unnatural, as they called it, things. I don't really know what unnatural things are. Sounds like something that would be fun, I guess. But uh, Martin Luther King... Maybe going to get posthumously uh, swooped up in the Me Too movement uh, as, yeah, they're saying, hey, basically the FBI was wiretapping Martin Luther King from 1955 to 1968, basically trying to get anything they could to kind of discredit him. The FBI wanted to discredit Martin Luther King Jr., which led to them bugging almost all of his hotel rooms when he would be on the road. And, yeah, the FBI documents which will not officially be unsealed until 2027 does not make Martin Luther King look very good we'll see what happens when this comes out in June like I said this has been turned down by a lot of publications as saying that it's not reputable enough uh, but a UK magazine is going to run it like I said David Garrow does have some credentials when it comes to Martin Luther King uh, some more bad news for Tesla as a new lawsuit uh, alleges a pregnant woman was pinned against the wall by her Model X, breaking her bones and sending her into premature labor. Basically, she was uh, in her garage in front of her vehicle when an unintended acceleration happened and pinned her against the wall. She was eight months pregnant at the time. Her two-year-old son was in the car. She is suing Tesla, saying that the company knew that the Model X had issues and that Tesla was negligent in designing the car without proper sensors and other safety features. Basically, uh, Tesla is obviously denying it, saying the car responded as designed. And that company data shows that someone pressed the brake and shifted the car into drive and hit the accelerator to engage it. Tesla said in the letter that some of these actions were caused by Harcourt's son, who was in the vehicle at the time of the accident. So that's a uh, going to be a fun lawsuit to see play out. Maybe this little two-year-old son is evil. Maybe he got into the front seat and knows how to put it in drive. I mean, as a kid, I, I had instances where I knocked my dad's truck out of uh, park and in a drive. I, my sister had the same instances. We never pinned anybody up against a wall or ran over them, but hey, it could happen. Maybe more likely than a car just going crazy and driving itself. I don't know. But these driverless cars scare me. On uh, I think it was the Monday quickie or the Tuesday quickie. We talked about Uber and the ride shares and how, how um, Ubers and Lyfts are all going to be driverless. This, this is one of the things that confuses me and scares me. Just robot cars, just crazy demon cars that are going to pin people against the wall or run them over or or uh, keep them hostage in the car. I don't know. I hate these stories, uh, but we'll see how this lawsuit plays out. Like I said, they think that uh, the son 
went a little Damien from the Omen and tried to run over his mom. Uh, we'll see. Unintended accelerations are not unheard of in the car industry. This has happened before. It's happened with the Toyota before. I mean, these these cars uh, do kind of sometimes malfunction. Although I guess the 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 idea that the car lacks sensors in the front to know when it's hit somebody and to keep going, um, I guess might be interesting. I, I I don't know. We'll see. About nine seconds after someone entered the car. The brake was pushed, the driver's door closed, and the gear shift was put into drive. Then over the next six seconds, the brake and the accelerator were pressed. Over the next two seconds, as the accelerator pedal continued to be pressed, ranging from 44 to 98%, uh, Tesla said in a statement, the brake pedal was briefly pressed, prompting the vehicle to issue a user message advising that both pedals were being pressed at this time. Pressing the brake overload the accelerator pedal such that the motor torque being commanded by the accelerator Pedal input was appropriately pressed. Tesla also informed the uh, lawyer that it does not have insurance that applies to this particular situation. It says it would only repurchase the car from her at resale value only. There we go. Tesla, just go full villain. Love to see it. I hope for the two-year-old kid's sake uh, that the they win this lawsuit. Otherwise, that's going to be a really awkward next 15 years for him as he tries to figure life out. Not going to win any arguments with mom when she says, oh, yeah, remember when you ran over me? All right, that's it for the morning quickie. I'll see you Friday.